This is The UU Perspective with your host, Sharon Merrill. This is episode number 15 of the UU Perspective podcast, where you can hear weekly interviews from Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists that are changing the world through the stand they take on issues facing our world today, and who facilitate making a difference in the communities around them. Whether you're already a member or a seeker exploring the faith, there is something here for everyone. From personal spiritual growth to inspiration that impacts the community, you'll be opened up to the awesome possibilities. So sit back and relax and enjoy the conversations you're about to hear. So today you're going to hear from Margalie Belazare, and she is a friend of mine. And what I think is really cool about this is um, she is a very new member to UUism. Uh, in fact, she's been a member for not a member. She's been involved in UUism for, uh, since last August, 2014, and signed the book at the UU Society of Cleveland in March. And she has a very, very interesting story of her journey and her discovery. Um, you're going to hear about how she was a Jehovah's Witness and, you know, at age 19 began to actually kind of question uh, the religion and was really unable to defend her parents' religion anymore. And uh, along with that, just the 25-year journey of just searching out other churches, not feeling like she could be herself in them, and then coming to find uh, a UU church and, and really feeling like she, she came home. And so this is a great story that for those who are seeking and kind of wondering about what UUism is and, and what it is to discover that. Uh, the other fun thing about this, this was another uh, live interview I did. Uh, we were actually on a little kind of camping trip together while well, we stayed in a cabin. We didn't do tents, but uh, we were at a very beautiful park in Ohio called St- Dillon State Park. And we were doing this in the cabin. And what was really cool when I re-listened to this was you could hear all the birds in the background. It was oh, it was just so cool. So I actually didn't have to do any editing of this. Um, so it was just all natural and just such a fun, just a fun interview. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy this. And so let's get started. And here's Margalee. All right, you use. So my guest today is Margalie Belazare, and I've already given you guys some background about Margalie. But Margalie, I want you to let everybody know who you are and kind of what who you are in the UU community right now. I know you're kind of brand new, so so just give us your background a little bit. True. So yeah, I'm I'm many things but for the purpose of this interview I'll just kind of tell you a little bit about my religious background I guess. I I was raised, born into the Catholic faith but really spent most of my childhood as a Jehovah's Witness. My parents became Jehovah's Witnesses when I was pretty young. I think I was seven or something so most of my 
um, religious spiritual life was spent as a Jehovah's Witness, which uh, for me anyway is cult-like. Uh, so my friends, family, and everything and anything I did was related to the people I knew at the congregation. Those were the people we socialized with. Those were the people we went on vacation with. You know, the uh, kids, we all played together. So that was my complete surrounding until I turned about 19 and um, the, I call it the domino effect. The first domino was knocked down and I couldn't defend my parents' religion anymore and so I left that. So it was, at that point, it was a huge void in my life. So really, I've been looking for religion since I was 19. Or I've always wanted the sense of community but I never really found it. I always um, felt that I had to give up some of myself uh, mm -hmm. to uh, attend other churches or to uh, try to live a religious or spiritual life. Until really, just recently, last year, I want to say it was August. So August 2014 was when I first was introduced to UU. Mm -hmm and started uh, attending um, the society over in Cleveland Heights. And I also uh, checked out other congregations and felt that this one fit me the most. So mm -hmm. that's basically my religious background. Just a lot of searching, a lot mm -hmm. of um, um, discomfort because mm -hmm. I never felt that I fit in anywhere else. So where did the discomfort I mean, begin, because you mentioned like at age 19, it started to be that domino effect. What was the first sign that this wasn't quite where you wanted to be? So, you know, um, funny enough, it started really with a boy. I fell in love with a boy <laughs> and uh, he's very, uh, as we got to know one another, I realized we were very much alike in, as far as just wanting to explore the world I never had somebody who uh, had those same feelings as I did as far as wanting to see the world, wanting to see what was beyond just our neighborhoods and just our families and so on. So I think just meeting him, aside from the romantic part, he opened really up a whole new world for me, uh, a world of questioning ah. and so on. I do remember though when I was I think like I said I think it's always been there I remember when I was little and we were talking religion my, my parents my mom specifically and and the Jehovah's faith the Jehovah's Witness faith you the reward is um, eternity on this earth which was supposed which was created for man as paradise mm -hmm. so your reward when all of this is done Armageddon and all that good stuff is that you live on this earth forever and I remember I don't know how old I was and I said to my mom so I could walk this earth a million times and I would still be alive I would have met everyone would have had every experience that I ever wanted I'd still be alive She's like, yeah, yeah. Like it was this beautiful thing. I said, geez, that's too long. <laughs> and I remember my mother looked at me like, oh my gosh, don't say that. So I, I learned early on like, oh, well, there are certain things you're not supposed to say or, or uh -huh. question. This is just 
what it is and just kind of deal with it. So I know early on I, I had those thoughts and kind of there had to be more yeah. than, you know, do this and then you your reward is you live forever on this earth and, and what would forever be. Certainly what I had in my life at that time didn't seem like warranted to have for the rest of my <laughs> life. Like, oh gosh, this is it. So, <laughs> so when I met this... Um, guy at uh, 19 and just kind of like conversations and so on and I just realized I couldn't defend my parents religion anymore and just um, started uh, thinking oh wow and I think I remember that was very scary mm. because that's all I knew that's all I knew those were the people who were my friends they were the you know they were everything to me so I knew that it would be, there would definitely be a hole to just kind of leave. I remember it was just very, very scary to mm -hmm. just contemplate leaving. Like, oh, what do you mean? Um, but, but I did. So that's how I left mm -hmm. my, my parents' faith. And that was, and, and I feel like even today, um, that, that st I still remember what it was like leaving, just kind of like, um, I had committed this great sin that I I left uh, um, God. I left uh, this righteous thing, you know. Um, Were there repercussions like from your family from that? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was um, shunned. Um, this felt uh, when the unfortunate thing, I guess, for me when it comes to my family and leaving. Of my parents faith is that I was baptized as a Jehovah's Witness and once you're baptized if you leave then other members of a congregation or your family members are not really allowed to talk to you um, yeah or have really a relationship with you mm -hmm. uh, I guess it's sort of like one of my sisters said to me well if you were in the hospital dying or something I'd come and see you so and um, some people take it very, very seriously. And, and I'm sure in different families it's different, but I know my family took it very seriously. And um, I know sometimes I imagine they have their own struggles, so which I have finally come to understand that I don't have to carry their struggles. Mm -hmm. That's their decision mm -hmm. to agree that it's the right thing that I should be disowned. Uh, I, I initially though I carried the guilt of that because I left mm -hmm. I left uh, the kingdom hall I left the religion I knew what would happen if I did so I remember just always feeling ashamed um, or embarrassed if I had to be in any situation where the family was present because you know I cre you know I committed this great sin I mean, do you talk to your family at all now, or do they not talk to you? Uh, some do, some don't, different le levels. And I think um, one of my sisters, has, she's always talked to me and continues to talk to me. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom, I think for her, I guess, uh, um, being a mother in and out um, of my life, I remember I said to her once, I wish you guys would either go or stay because every uh, time yeah. I don't know you hear something at the Kingdom Hall that kind of 
reminds you that you shouldn't be talking to me, then it's like you pull away again, then I have to start healing uh, all over again. Right. Um, but some don't talk to me at all. The interesting thing, though, even siblings who are not Jehovah's Witnesses don't really engage me because they don't want to rock the boat, kind of. Oh, with their own families? And um, things like that? or They don't want to rock the boat with my, with my family uh, of origin, oh. with my mom, my dad. And the other siblings who are Jehovah's Witnesses, so wow. so I lose out kind mm-hmm. of because because um, you know my oldest sister she's not a Jehovah's Witness but she doesn't really engage me. Mm-hmm. Um, my bro- brother, older, well the brother that follows that particular sister, mm-hmm. he doesn't um, engage me either. I do have somewhat of a relationship with his wife. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's just easier for everybody to just kind of like, um, I guess, not deal with me. Yeah. 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 Wow. And, I mean, it's been, how, how many years has that been, really? So you, you're trying to get me to tell you my age? No, no. Well, <laughs> I suppose that would give it away, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's been years. Well, um, let's see. It's been at least... At least 25 years, and I still feel it sometimes. There are times when it really weighs on me where I I get really sad and really really feel alone in the world, um, which is interesting. There are eight of us. Wow. They're told, you know, uh, I have seven siblings. Are they near here, or are you? No, they live in Florida most of them and some in Georgia but I left Florida because it had become so um, uncomfortable for me it was just too much emotionally that I Mm -hmm. it was hard to just be around and really ignored Mm and um, Mm -hmm. not engaged so it was like I needed to so during all these years had you been like searching for something more spiritually what did you come across while you Right. I I have tried um, religion many times. If a friend uh, talked about their church or something, because I I always felt uh, like I needed a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've tried just different churches. Yeah, you know, I don't really remember names so much. If a friend invited me, I'd go, um, and I really would give it. A go for like a while mm-hmm. and kind of really really wanted it to feel right for me I always felt though I was pretending like I had to leave a part of myself before going in I, mm-hmm. you know agreeing with things that to me made no sense because you know I, hmm. but I, I kind of felt to be accepted I had to agree with this I had to believe it mm-hmm. Even conform if it to their kind of ideals and everything just right yeah. and not question too much because <laughs> you're supposed to just have faith you're supposed to just yeah. believe and not question so <laughs> uh, you know so I always so eventually I would I think the longest I attended a church but I've never joined the longest I think I attended a church was uh, probably a year and I remember feeling quite uneasy um, for like a month or two and didn't want to go and just kind of like 
this is crazy. It doesn't feel right. And mm -hmm. I remember one Sunday morning, I got up. I'm like just annoyed with myself for doing it. I got up. I got dressed to go to church. I even stopped at the library on the way to church. And so I'm like, fine, you know, what are you doing today anyway? So I get, I get to church and it was a visiting pastor. And then, you know, she's preaching and then she said, some of you know that you're doing something and it's not right for you. It's the wrong thing to do, but you keep doing it because you think that's what people expect of you to do. But you keep doing it. You feel uncomfortable. You know it's wrong. You need to stop. And then I was like, uh-oh. Okay, I think she's talking to me. I need to stop. So I was sitting next to uh, the friend whose uh, church I had been going to. I said, I won't be back. And I said, actually, I think I'm going to leave. So I left. You got run up in the middle of it and left, huh? I left and I was like and then even today when I tell her she just looks at me and shakes her head I said <laughs> she really put it in perspective for me I had to drag myself to get there because I just I mm. knew it wasn't right but I'm like you gotta do something yeah. you know so yeah. so fast forward to a year ago how did it come about that you found Unitarian Universalists and, and came to the UU Society of Cleveland? There's a story there, right? Right. So, uh, again, like I said, I'm always asking for friends about, you know, hey, go. Because I want that sense of community. So, I remember um, I was at work and I asked a, a friend of mine, I said, Terry, uh, you know, I'm looking for looking for a church and she knows me and then so she said I think I know I know she said I think I know your church and I said oh okay so she mentioned you know you you but I don't think I even heard her really I said oh okay yeah mm -hmm. you know <laughs> I've been there before and so and I didn't do anything about it and it must have been I would say Six months to maybe a year later, we were having breakfast uh, early in the morning. She's a morning person. I'm not so much, but I wanted to have breakfast or so. Went to have breakfast, and after she's leaving, and then I said to her, she was heading to church, and I said, hmm, well, I guess I could try a church. And I remembered her mentioning UU, so I just literally went online um, and looked it up and then I kind of read some information. I was like, huh, okay. Didn't know anything about it. And it, I left her around 10 a.m. And service was starting at 11. I said, oh, <laughs> well, maybe I should just show up. So I plotted it in my GPS and showed up and I sat out in my car for uh, maybe 15 minutes before going in <laughs> and I went in. So... And I go in there, and I don't know. I mean, I've never been doing anything like like this. And I think downstairs when I got uh, when I was welcomed in, I think somebody asked me, "Have you ever been here before?" I said, "No." And they said, like, "Well, you know, we do things a little differently." I said, "Oh, okay." Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've heard that before. <laughs> so, so I go upstairs. I'm sitting very quietly, and. In the back of the room, right? The back, yeah. yeah. The back, right side of the room. <laughs> uh, and you know, Reverend Joe was preaching. And for, 
for some reason, it sounded like the whole sermon was about what you you was all about. And as I'm sitting there listening, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Wow. And then I felt like Jake on the Blues Brothers. <laughs> you know, where the scene where when Jake's in the church and then all of a sudden he says, I've seen the light, I've mm-hmm. seen the light. And he starts doing flip down the aisle. <laughs> that was me. I was like, oh my gosh. So luckily, you know, for you guys and for me, I'm not in my 20s anymore. I would have gotten up and started doing flip in that church because I finally felt that I've seen the light, you know, and it was like, wow, it felt. And that was my first time there. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know. I didn't even know if I was comfortable there, but I knew that it felt good to be there. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness. This is this is what I've been looking for. This is what I've been looking for. And this is one day. And, you know, but I'm like, yeah, you know, not trusting again because been there before. Like I said, I, I tried some other um, churches and also another um, UU location and came back to the society because it just... It just feels right for me. It feels because um, yeah, because even now I think one of the terms I use, I uh, was like, "Them my peoples," you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just it feels good. I feel like I don't have to leave a part of myself out before I uh, walk in church. And the um, owl series that mm-hmm. was, I get a kick out of that. Like you go to church and talk about sex. <laughs> Right. Sex yeah. education. I mean, sex is such a natural part of life. But you know, um, most oh. religions that I'm aware of don't talk about it. It's sort of like something they know happened, but figure it out. Uh, just wait till you're married. You know, yeah, and so on. But to actually have a group of people who are willing to talk about mm-hmm. sex as part of <laughs> of uh, spiritual life yeah. you know it's like wow you can I can really talk about anything here I could really just be myself and that was just I'm I still continue to be amazed and just kind of like um, still in wonder like oh my gosh this is exciting this is where where but my thing is though where has it been all my life you know why didn't I know about it <laughs> Before I, you know, it's like I feel like, gosh, I suppose that's the path I, I had to follow to get here. I just feel like I would have, I mean, been saved so many heartaches and just so much pain had I found mm-hmm. you before. Just kind of like there's a place, there's a place that there's a church that can accept you for who you are, and you don't have to pretend. I don't have to, kind of, pretend. Yeah, yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah, wow. that's, um, so I officially, I signed, I officially became a member, I want to say in March, I signed the book oh, in okay. March and officially became a member, and last week, or the week before, I was recognized um, before the rest of the congregation nice. as a member, and I was really, and that's the first time I've joined the church since oh. um, I was 19. Wow. Okay. You know, and I'm way more. I, you can't see me right here, but um, but I'm way more than nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, so well. Yeah. And what other um, inside the UU Society? What else have you been involved in that you really liked and enjoyed? 
Yeah, I've um, I've taken part in one of the services where I was asked to read um, actually a section of Song of Songs, mm-hmm. which again that was something that was uh, interesting. That I you know I don't know how well you know that uh, section of the Bible is just that talks about just that part of life, the sensual romantic part of life, mm-hmm. and again. In the church, I was asked you that, so that was great. I attended the general assembly, and just kind of oh, the di- wait, you attended the district assembly? The dist- yes, sorry, okay. thank you. Yeah, I'm still trying to get it all together. Right, <laughs> I I attended the district assembly, and that was great. Just kind of seeing other people, and just seeing how uh, there's a business side of uh, the faith, and how that's handled. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the things I, I remember really liking um, attending the district assembly was when the section, well, the when we had, was it lunch or break where the children performed? Mm-hmm. Or it, I thought that was great. Just you, they handled that. They took care of that. They, um, although some of us did participate in, in um, some of the uh, singing and I think I told a joke at that but the children, oh the coffee house the co- thank you the coffee yes. house okay the but the children the the young, young folks uh-huh. granted some of them were um older than 18 but to me so, so. <laughs> but you know they were the ones putting it together and i yeah. thought that was great and um have uh i'm interested in joining there's we have a book club so i definitely am interested in that i also want to be part of the uh, worship team worship associate <laughs> You know, I think I can learn a lot from that, and I believe I can also contribute, um, you know, in that capacity. So that's uh, yeah. where I am at this point, yeah. and kind of am really looking forward to do more, to to really have the opportunity to discover really how I feel about um, just the whole thing, spirituality, mm-hmm. religion, because I, I feel like I've always had to, I either would not attend church or talk spirituality at all or go to a church where I couldn't really be myself completely. Mm-hmm. So I finally, I can go to a church, have a community, and be myself. Nice. So I'm still looking forward yeah. to so in that kind of environment to be able to discover where I, where I stand with all of it, you know. Yeah. So. Well, and you're you're going to be attending Summer Institute. I in am. Spain. I am. Yeah. I'm excited about that too. Um, Mid July. Yeah. Uh, I've signed up, um, and I, I'm uh, I'm planning on. I think everybody's supposed to volunteer and do something. Right. I'm volunteering with the newspaper. So. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited, and um, whatever comes my way that I can you know uh, i have the time and the opportunity to attend i will Mm -hmm. i just think there is just just a wealth of information and just kind of like just being able to feel a sense of community i really Mm -hmm. like so yeah that comes through the whole you know you're sensing that community yeah Yeah, you can see that definitely yeah yeah yeah. cool all right well tell us um give me a quote that inspires you and uh, that kind of guides you yeah this quote here 
uh, I have this thing that I do at work. I post a quote on my board um, every morning for um, for my staff, and most people really enjoy them. And this quote here, I this is one that is permanently posted. I have um, I went in actually one Saturday and had this quote. A couple of staff came in and we just literally kind of wrote this quote up on the wall so this one stays every day and it's credited to different people uh, and there are different versions of it the one that I like most is by Ian McLaren and it goes let us be kind to one another for most of us are fighting a hard battle and what uh, and I know for me and we were all are special in our own special way at the same time we are all not that special in that we have so much in common with one another so I know if I've had to deal with hard battles and nobody knew that other people are walking around dealing with things that you have no idea and I don't want to add to that by being unkind Mm-hmm. and give the person one more thing they have to deal with. So I try to uh, to live by that. I'm not always successful, but that is something I try to keep in mind that somebody may look fine and seem fine, but they're going through something really hard that they can't or will never have the opportunity to tell you about. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't want to be um, someone who's adding to to that battle for them okay gotcha yeah all right and a final question that i ask everyone and of course for you as a as a young you you in the sense of being a part well uh, i can't attest to whether you're young young or what you know you haven't told us you're right new to the faith new to the faith there's the words we're looking for as someone new to the faith how is Unitarian Universalism, as a religious denomination, uniquely positioned? Oh my God! I'm going to start that over because I get that. to edit this, man. Okay. So the question is: How is Unitarian Universalism, as a religious denomination, uniquely positioned to serve and impact society? I, uh, for me, when I look at just the homecoming, I felt. Um, going in there I, again with the quote that I just said as special as we are we are not that special in that we have a lot in common so I'm sure that there are a lot of other people out there like me who have been lost who and who are looking for a community um, who are looking for a place where they can feel at home and be able to be themselves mm-hmm. So I think, really, this is the place, and 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 I, um, there's got to be a way for uh, you you to be able to get its message out a little bit more, so that more of us, more of us who are looking for that community, um, to be able to find that community, to find home, and um, go out and bring some more in. Mm-hmm. I think so. I I think that's giving those who are looking, those who um, who are lost, giving 
them sanctuary. I think that's how um, that's how you, you can do that. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I answered your question completely, but that well, I know for yeah. me that's what that's what's pressing. That's yeah. what's important. All right. Great. Okay. Well. Thank you, Margali. That was great insight, and I think it's great for, especially for people who are seeking and those just new into the faith, getting that view from you just coming in, I think will be a a wonderful benefit and uh, great for others to listen to. So thank you. Thank you. This, This has been great. Thank you. All right. Thanks again for listening. And I really appreciate the time that you take to hear the episodes. And if you want to check out the show notes, you can go to uuperspective.com. And I want to put a shout out to our Twitter follower, Adam Gunnerman. Uh, Thanks so much for your retweets and your support. And also, Zach the Great, your great testimonial that you can find on the homepage at uuperspective.com. We have some great guests that are coming up in the future, such as Connie Goodbread, Meg Barnhouse, uh, Hal Walker, and some more that I have in the works. So at any time, if you would like a shout out, please go to iTunes or Twitter or our Facebook page and uh, leave us a comment or retweets or anything like that. And I'll be sure to, to give you a shout out there. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on the UU Perspective Podcast.